1: dfs pregame show here on roto grinders i'm jordan cooper aka blender ed blender hd if you want to follow me on twitter and it's tuesday april 4th mlb season heating up it's heating up contest yesterday didn't do so well didn't do so didn't do so hot yesterday but uh but uh, processes has been has been has been getting much more streamlined uh, so uh, we'll be going over some uh, MLB DFS stuff. If you if you got questions, I got answers. Post them in the YouTube chat, or you could email email them in. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. That's that's what this show is all about. Unstructured learning. If you want a structured version, you just go to the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, fifteen hour audio DFS master class, or the Advanced Players Guide, which includes custom Excel tools, which I will be showing off on the show. Uh, throughout the course of the season to show uh, how how i use them to uh compare lineups, narrow down stuff, trim portfolios, simulate simulate lineups against each other, stuff like that. Uh it, although in, in MLB DFS a lot of times you'll find that uh like 5000 lineups are about the same as each other as as i constantly stay on this show. Uh but uh you give me those thummy thumbs if you don't want to get this. If you want to go to if you don't want to go to theoryofdfs.com and uh and get the get either the two master classes or the excel tools, hit the thumbs up button. That helps us out also. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Programming note uh tomorrow and Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. We got early, we got afternoon, early afternoon MLB slate. So this show will be preempted by MLB Grinders Live, which I will be on. It'll be me and Dean. So you know, you'll still see me in the morning. You'll, you'll still see me eleven, eleven thirty, whenever in the morning. But it won't be on this show. You'll see the thumbnail. You'll see my face, right? If you subscribe to the Roto Grinders YouTube channel. So just uh, just be, be aware. You won't see a, a pregame show thumbnail. You will see a Grinders live thumbnail. So that will be Wednesday. That will be Thursday, and then Friday we'll we'll talk about the MMA slate uh, for UFC two eighty seven. Is it two eighty seven? It's one of it's one of those numbers. We'll be talking about that on Friday, but MLB, what do you guys want to know? Let me look through the, the YouTube chat. We got the, the early birds. Wataz, Suki Singh, they're here. Good morning. Real life pitcher, good morning. Bart B, good morning. Uh, Doug Montgomery says uh, that he's, he's he's looking at FanDuel. Obviously not. I mean, we don't have starting lineups in, right? Obviously, projections will change a bit. Um. Uh, he is a chalk starting pitcher in a four-four stack with Boston? as chalk and Cleveland is low-owned? The one and a three rule blender? Yeah, that sounds pretty good, right? Typically, you don't want you don't you don't want to combine them all together. I'm assuming if you're playing a, a, a GPP, a, a decently sized GPP, right? You don't want you don't play. Remember the two lineups, two types of lineups that are bad, that are objectively bad, that are negative EV are going to lean towards being too high-owned or too low-projected. So if you're playing a lineup that's in the middle of that, that's not too low projected and not too high owned, you're you're probably you're probably building a plus EV lineup. A S Comedy says, uh, does RG offer tiers projections? I like hopping in tiers. I would love to streamline the lineup process. I mean, you just use the same projections. Do we have do we have the tiers slates in here? So you could. I'm not sure. Yeah, we have MLB tiers. Yeah, yeah we do pick them right here. I can switch them over, right? MLB tiers. I mean, it's, it's the same projection, right? The projection source doesn't change other than just you get the tiers, right? And then now you could click on all these. I mean, if you're playing like cash games or something in tiers, I mean, basically all you'd be doing is taking the highest, right? What's the highest in every tier, right? Acuna, Acuna, and uh, right? Let's Acuna, then. Alvarez, and then Guerrero, and then Rosarina, Barely, and then Bichette, and then Bobby Witt Jr. That would be that would that would be the tiers. for, for cash game purposes. But for GBBs, you probably want st- to you want to stack, right? If you're playing tiers. so that's why if you if you look here, it's like if we would just uh, plug it, you don't even have to you don't even have to play pitchers, right? So obviously the the you had Guerrero, Bachet, right? If we take a look here under, under the Guerrero one, the, the Guerrero projects way higher. I mean, high and I'm a point and a half higher than Tucker. So if you were to play like Toronto, I mean they're the highest team total team, so that makes sense. Right? So who do we have on Toronto? Right, all positions. Right? You have Guerrero, Bichette, and Springer. Right? We have we have some Philly Yankees. Tampa Bay two, all right? Cause you don't get all the teams, right? St. Louis, Houston, you got four on Houston, right? So if you wanted to play Houston, you got, you got four guys. I mean, that that's typically what you want to build in tiers. I mean, assuming if you're playing GVPs, that'll probably be popular, all right? Toronto, you got three. So you'd play three Toronto. Well, you can't play three Toronto because Bichette and Springer are on the same tier. So, I mean, maybe the best lineup here, for tiers for GPP is to play, right? All of this, right? Two, three, four, five, six. Two, three, four, five. And then who's in tier? Who's in tier one? And tier let's go. Tier one, we got Atlanta, New York, Boston, Baltimore. We got two Boston guys here Yoshida and Verduke. Verdou- no, they're both in tier six. Oh, we got Devers, so you could play like Devers, Yankee, Braves, Yankees, Red Sox, Orioles. Okay, you could play Rizzo. You can play Albie's. Okay, so you have a you have a two man stack that you could put in here, right? With four Houston, but that's how you play tiers. If you're playing GPP, you're essentially you know, want to correlate as much as you. I mean, you're not going to be able to do your five man stacks probably. But I mean, but some of these teams, they only have one-offs available. Like Joey Manessis as a one-off. But you're probably not going to do that. So you're going to play 3-3, 4-2, 3-2, 2-2, 2-2, 2 or something, you know, something like that. If you were to play tiers for GPPs. But for cash games, it's just like, take the highest projected lineup, and there you go. Not that complicated. But yes, we we do offer... I mean, the projections are the same. It doesn't matter. You could use the projections for tiers, regardless of it not being in Long Beach Q as a slate. I mean, you could just literally go to the main the main DK slate and just compare the projections to each other, right? Because there's not many people in a tier, right? It's like, oh, six players. Who has the highest projection? There you go. There, there's, there's, your, there's your double up head-to-head type of thing. But yes, in, t- in tiers, you should be just like an NFL. I mean, I saw that in NFL also when people play the GPPs in tiers. It's like, dude, if you're playing Patrick Mahomes, you're playing Travis Kelsey and you're playing Juju Smith-Schuster in your lineup. I mean, and a lot of times, in tiers in NFL, you get to play two quarterbacks. So a lot of times what you're doing is whatever two quarterbacks you you take, you're stacking them with two of their teammates in the other tiers. And they're probably not playing like the running, but the, the, the non-pass catching running back with them or something. But That's how you should be building your tiers lineups. Especially in baseball, the correlation is so much higher. So yeah, A. N. S. Comedy does say so many people don't stack in tears Wild. I'm going to play it more. So yeah, go. Do, you found an edge, go exploit it. I mean, we 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 saw we saw the, the yesterday. We talked about like that first day in and in, in MLB, and also uh, Sports underscore Projections posted yesterday that like still that. In these large field GPPs, like thirty-five percent of lineups don't have stacks, don't have at least a four-man stack. Those are all the bad. Those are bad lineups. Those are all the bad lineups, or more likely to be bad lineups. So in tiers, if you're finding that so many people are playing just in GPP formats, one-one-one-one-one, yeah, just sure, sure, go and go and stack. I don't know how much volume you can get down in tiers, but especially on a on a smaller bankroll. Yeah, find the edges and exploit them. That's the whole concept of that. I mean, that's that's what I teach here. There's so many edges, right? But you're only one person, so the smaller the bankroll you have, and the smaller the the, the 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 amount of time that you have, you should be you should be focused on the biggest edges that you could you could get. You'd rather you'd rather have fifty dollars in a great edge than you know. $500 and smaller, like, like, dude, if you're, if you're spending hundred, 200 bucks a slate, you should, you should be able to get uh, in, in DFS amongst all the sites, right. Amongst all the standard fantasies uh, format. So basically DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, maybe If you have $300. You should be, if you have a hundred, no, if you have a hundred bucks, you should be able to get that hundred bucks in good. I mean, really good. Really good. I mean, like 15 plus percent ROI good. If not more. Like You should be able to just get it. Get You should be able to find head-to-head opponents. That, you know, rando people that play lineups that are awful. 12 points lower projected for no reason against you. Right? You should be able to find an overlay. Right? Contests one minute before lock double up 11 out of 25 dollar double up 11 dollar one dollar double i mean i can't see the 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 smaller smaller ones but a five dollar double up 11 out of 23 there's 20 seconds left and phil's like 14 out of 23 like you should be able if, if you have 100 bucks 200 bucks even you should be able to get that in so good like so good if that's your cap so good and then once you start adding stuff like prize picks underdog Prop betting. Like, dude, how do you not get a hundred dollars in good? Like, really good. I mean, look, this mo- this morning, uh Hayden, Hayden was Prize picks posted a five strikeout line. It's now down to four and a half. But the bat the bat still has it at, at the bat's projection is four, four point two three currently. Right? Depending on obviously the lineup that may change or something. So if you got it, if you got it at uh, at five. I mean, that's, that's, that's great. I got it at five. I was able to, I paired him with, uh, uh, German Marquez with the bat has at 4.07 with a four and a half, uh, more or less, right? That's what they call it on price picks. Cause you have to pay, you have to pair them together. But if you were able to get that earlier today, the Wesneski prop on, uh, on price picks or on any a sports book or something like you got it in good, you got it in real good even if it's 20 bucks right most of the people that watch this show you know are, aren't playing aren't aren't playing on 100,000 six-figure you know six-figure type banks right i mean on a normal MLB day i have like i've i've 2 to 4000 in play between dfs and 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 props i don't mind pushing smaller edges then because in in you know, hey, if I, if I have the bankroll for it, fine, I'll push a 2% edge here and a 4% edge there. But, you know, 200 bucks? Like, dude, you, should, you shouldn't even, like, oh, well, I'm going to get $2 here and $2. No, no, find the biggest edges and just push them as hard as possible. And depending on the day, they may be they may be different edge. They may be different. a s Comedy is like, I'm going to go after these tiers GPPs. I'll go for it. Maybe you only get 30 bucks down. That's fine. And then move on, then go to something else and go, I'm going to get $30 down there. I'm going to find some rando head-to-heads in this, in in the turbo slate. I'm going to go look. Oh, there's a $10 head-to-head posted by uh, someone without a badge. Okay. That may be the only lineup you play on that turbo slate. And you just go to the bat projections or something. You run the optimal lineup and say, go, go run me down. And there, there, there's another $10 there. Then you go and you look on Yahoo, you look on FanDuel, you look on whatever, Underdog, whatever, whatever it is. The smaller the bankroll you have, the smaller a volume that you play, you should be able to get it in so good. And then you build your bankroll from there. Like, it, it's not, it, it's really not that hard. I and mean, I, I've said it multiple times on this show. I didn't just wake up. With a six-figure bankroll i just i just didn't wake up with it october 2015 i deposited 400 dollars on DraftKings. that's it that that's it that, that that's all it was from there that's that literally that was it now i had now i, I mean i could have reloaded right i could have you know added money i i had i had disposable income right i have had a job so four hundred dollars wasn't technically my bankroll. I was just yeah four hundred dollars, and let's 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 learn how to play this game. Is there an edge here? And I played it break even for you know for like good four four months. It was like oh up and then down and up and like kind of break evenish, and then learning through content like this that gets built up to over a half a million dollars. You count the props in anything, maybe over six hundred thousand dollars over the past what seven years? I mean, the journey there. There's ups and downs throughout all of that. But when you when you have a when you when when you're playing with with small amounts of volume, like don't just go in and every day. Oh, I normally play this contest, and I normally play, and let's the, unless the contests are good edge contests, and you're like, no, nope, I play. I play the one twenty one pretty much if, if I'm playing an MLB. Classic plate. I play the one twenty one, the single entry battery one twenty one contest. Flat payout structure and insane condensed ownership. Like I just play that every day. I got them. I I don't. I do not mind doing that. I've identified there's an edge in that contest. I'm going to be playing it. Will you show me that there's some better way to to deploy my volume, then I'm going to put it outside. That's why I look on Prize Picks and Underdog. And Kentucky just uh, passed sports betting last week, so that'll probably be by the end of the year. That'll probably be set up or early next year or something. So I'll be I'll be spreading out, spreading out my volume, right, deploying my capital in the best ways I can with the amount of with the, the percentage of bankroll that I'm going to be playing. But so many, so many people, it's like, oh, I have, I have a two thousand dollar bankroll. It's like okay, so you're playing like fifty dollars a slate, right? Spend the fifty dollars in the best spots. Like, dude, there's no reason you shouldn't you shouldn't have with fifty dollars being able to get your money in with a fifteen to twenty percent ROI. There's, there's no reason. There's just just literally no. There's plenty of edge at that scale. If you told me, okay, I need to put fifty thousand dollars down, it's like I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna find. 15 to 20% ROI, like three to 5%, sure. Which is a lot more raw money when you're putting down 50 grand, right? So it's, it's yeah, you, you want to get up to that extent when you when you can take a, take advantage of that. So many people get into this, this complacency of like, these are the contests I normally play and or, or they either do one or the other. These are the contests that I normally play. And I'm just going to do it and not look elsewhere that if this is the best way for me to deploy my, my capital, or they switch it up like every, uh, like the old, they're not look, but they're not, not because of edge, just because of like, oh, I didn't do well in this last night. I'm going to try something else tomorrow. Not because there's an edge there, just because it's like, oh, okay, I guess that sucks, but this is better. And then, and then they, then they ask, well, what are the best contests to play to me? And I'm like the best contests are where the biggest edge, where you have the biggest edge that you could find. You know, me, I've been playing the three the X to five X contests. Triple ups, tuple ups, three man's, five man's. I've been playing lineups that are like eight v eights off of people that project for only like four points lower in projection. I'm playing five man's where like yesterday, what what was yesterday's slate? Yesterday's slate. I mean, it didn't work out because Devers hit a home run, but like De- like I played five man's where Devers was in eighty was in all was all four of my opponents' lineups, right out of a five man, and then they also had like. They also, uh, I mean, what what was the lineup here? They also had Brandon Lowe, right? He put up a zero. They had Brandon Lowe. They had Devers. Uh, Will Smith were in some, depending on the lineup that you built. But, like, very similar, like, like, my four opponents have, are sharing, like, five or six of the same exact players. And I just play eight different players. I mean, like. I'm typically sharing a little bit of picture, right? I think I had Brown and Cortez yesterday. I had Brown and Cortez in one lineup and then Cortez and Kirby in another lineup. Or Kirby and Brown or something like that. Because those lineups were kind of close. So playing two of those lineups and like, dude, like if I beat one line out of the my four opponents, if I beat one out of my four, I probably beat all four of them because they're all, they're all sharing like three quarters of their lineup is the same lineup. So if I do better than one of them, I probably do better than all four of them and I'm getting five X my money or four and a half X my money, say for triple ups, right? It's like playing a head to head where you're getting paid three X because the two lineups that you're facing are very, very similar to one another. So there's an edge there, right? So I take the $5, three mans, $10, three mans, five mans, triple ups, double ups. And I always check after every slate, I go, how similar were my opponent's lineups to one another? And I look at the the correlation coefficients are it's insane. Then my lineup is like not correlated to other than maybe pitcher is not is, just has like little correlation to any of their lineups. When you when yeah, yeah, when when Matt Olson puts up two home runs like he did the other day, yeah, then you then you lose. okay, I get it. Matt Olson's in all my in all my opponents lineups and and I lose. But on the days that I win, I win three to five X. So it's like, I, I, need to, I need to win twice out of a week, twice a week, right? Two out of seven days to be profitable, right? So it's not going to be every day. I get paid more than I should. JJ asks, can you talk a bit about your three X and five X process in detail? Yeah, I'll, I, I could show you that. I could show you kind of the manual, the manual way. I could do it in Excel, but I will show you a manual way. Let me answer this other question first, because you just get your questions, and this is kind of like a miscellaneous show, right? Email your questions in, uh, uh, questions at theoryofdfs.com. So we have stuff to talk about next week, right? Because tomorrow is going to be Grinders Live, and then Thursday, Grinders Live, and then MMA on Friday. So there's really not going to be like, me answering your questions type of stuff. David Buchanan says EV analytics adding prize picks now with their bat projections. Yes, I know they did. I, that's what I use. That's why I, I literally, I literally, I literally use that. I'll even show you on the screen. Here's the, I mean, I didn't refresh it. Here is the EV analytics, right? Which is, which is uses the back. got pro- Derek Hardy's back projections. You have to pay for this. And one of their one of their screens... I mean, you have, like, line history. It's all of all this type of stuff. But they added prize picks to it. Now, before this, I would have to, like, have one screen with the bat. Like, I would have this screen, right? Here's the bat statistical projections for, like, pitchers or whatever. And you compare, like, Hits Allowed and K... I'd look at K... Bieber, 6.22, and then compare it to what it is on prize picks, right? I, I a lot of times, I would just... uh uh, download the CSV and just look at it in Excel. And I do have a scraper for price picks that doesn't, that really doesn't work. It, di- it did work at a time, but I have to fix, ma- I have to manually fix it so often that it's almost worthless to do, right? So instead of going here and going, okay, Max Scherzer, 7.65, okay, what does it say here, right? And you go and you compare the lines to each other. Is Wesneski back up to five strikeouts? Let's see. Did Prize Picks put Wesneski's line to back? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Can I let's do a real time real time on the air? Let's see if you could do it. okay. So I'm gonna reload this. Prize picks. Now obviously these lines sometimes move, they move, and the projection also moves. So yeah, Wesneski shows as you could assort this by expected value, which is you know, just they could put pluses there. So like currently on prize picks, the under five is like the best, is the best one according to the bat projection currently. Obviously, if Cincinnati changes their lineup, maybe the projection goes up or down, right? So this implied projection, which is five at minus 137, right? So it's like the bat projection is 4.23. So this is good, right? This Vargas line doesn't exist anymore. Like this is on the screen. It it got scraped, obviously, but by EV Analytics. But it's not. It's it's not actually there. And some of these, yet like Nick Maton, Maton and Profar, the total bases ones are are considered plus EV. But that's if they're bat if they're batting first, right? This OL thing will show up when it's like the the order, the lineup order is confirmed. So if, if yours and Profar bats eighth, like this won't be plus EV. So like this is only if he bets first, or at least towards the top of the order. Since I'm not sure about that, like I typically I typically don't bet those I I don't I don't uh, put uh I don't make uh squares on these until this. So I I, I typically for, for prize picks, I'm typically looking for like two, two, two and up, right? These ones that are on the line, depending on how the projection changes once the lineups come in, sometimes end up not being plus E V. Sometimes it ends up being more, but but I'd be a little bit on prize picks, especially when you need to make these minus 137s. Like the ones that are on the edge, I mean, you can if you want to push it. But, but yeah, so I see here, like, uh, uh, Castillo under 7.5, Marquez under 4.5. And, and I already have the Marquez under 4.5 because you can see here, like, I, I, I eat my own dog food, right? I'll show you here, right? I already got the Wesneski less than 5. Right. For 60 bucks. Mark has less than four and a half. We also have Alcantara here. Right. Alcantara is no longer on here, but Alcantara, I think his line moved down to six and a half. Right. So that's it's not going to show here anymore because at six and a half, it's not plus EV anymore. At seven, it would be fine. Right. So let's see. Alcantara, yeah, Alcantara moved. Right. So I got I got CLV or whatever. I got it this at seven. So we can see here. Castillo, who's what else is left on the board? Dodd is gone now. I think Dodd Dodd is down to three and a half. I got it at less than, than, than four. So, who do we have up? We still have Alcantara up. So, I already have the Wisneski Marquez pairing. No, we have Castillo up. So, that's what I'm gonna do. So, I'm just live, literally live, live on the air. Right? Wisneski less and Castillo less. I'll I'll do a 60 or 60, a 60 burger. There you go. There, that's in. Done. Right. Deploying my capital. Right. And all I'm doing is just comparing it to bat projections. That's it. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Dude, I could, I used to do it manually, but now that EV analytics has the screen now, like, dude, this makes it so easy. Uh, dude, I could look at. I, I've looked. I've. I've been out grocery shopping, and just and just, you look at it on my phone and go, okay. I haven't looked at this in three hours. Is there anything that's like that stands out? Stands out. And I go, oh, okay. Oh, this projection moved or this line moved. It's like okay. And I'm on my phone. And I'm like, okay. Let me make three pairs of this. All right, thirty bucks here, thirty bucks there, thirty bucks there. I'm okay. I'm done. I could probably even scrape this page. Like if, I could probably scrape this page and have it reload and have it have it get inserted into Excel. I probably could do that also. To make it even c- quicker, I can make it. I could probably I could I can make it so that I get a notification when stuff happens. Like if I if I really wanted to, I would I would have this refresh. I mean, I would I would spin up uh, uh, an AWS instance or something and have this run run like in the background. Like reload this page every, every one minute and then have it basically look for these these icons and count the, like I could do something like it counts the icons in a row. And then when it's two or more or something, send me a notification or something, something like that. I could, I probably could. That may actually be a good idea to do to some extent. But I would also have to put in when it changes, right, because I wouldn't want to every time, every minute get a notification that it's like, oh, was Nesky uh, under is there is, is a text message or something. And every minute get it because it's like, well, if it was already in the past one, don't send me a new one. Right. I There's all the logic that you have to put into that type of stuff. But that's, that's what you could do. But this screen in of itself is like a, a time saver for me also. It's so much better than looking here and then. Like calculating, it's like, is this a good, is this enough of a discrepancy? It's like, well, there you go. Here you get there. percent difference line versus the bat, right? You get that right here. It makes it so much easier.
0: <sighs>
1: Anything else in chat before I, I show the, deta- the detailed process about the, the triple ups or whatever that I do? Solo asks, what pitcher hitter stats do you think are best for prop betting when using bad project? Whatever whatever it is. Like, dude, I, I'm literally, I'm just like, there, done. Any of them. I don't care. Right? Just show me the most plus EV ones. But just always remember, with these total bases one, like, it's all based on a projection that is, this is the projected batting order. And if, if Profar is batting eighth, like this projection is going to come down, and it's it's not going to be plus EV anymore. Like Soto is less likely, right? Soto is unlikely to not bat second, right? But also there may be a weather thing. That's why, like anything that's like one this one thing, like this is much more subject to a to a you know change in batting order, an umpire change, or something like that. So later in the day, you'd be like, oh, Ronny Contreras, oh, under four, and then next thing you know, it's like, oh, this under his projection isn't 3.78 anymore it's now 3.96 and then it for prize fix purposes it becomes doesn't become plus EV anymore so that's why i'd be careful on the on the margins S comedy how do you know if you have an edge if you just started out you don't that's why you that's why you experiment but remember where does the money come from the money comes from primarily of other people playing suboptimally it's not about the brilliance of your own play i want to get i want to get into contests with people that clearly the more clearly play suboptimally and in those tiers contests right you could obviously tell in baseball that if you're playing a 10 maybe not a 10 man but like a a 100 man gpp and 80 percent of people aren't stacking like that that's it's like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go in and just going to, I'm just going to play, you know, a four-two lineup, a three-three lineup, or something like. No matter what the two teams are, really. On this, and then that's probably plus EV. It's not because you're you're, not like you're brilliant. It's just that eighty percent of the people aren't playing the contest optimally. Bacon twenty three. How do you use projections with prize picks? Just taking fantasy points when there's a business discrepancy? Yes. Looking all all you're doing. This isn't. I mean, this is this is. I could teach my eleven year old nephew how to make money on prop betting. I'm just gonna and and without knowing anything about baseball. All I'm gonna do is say here. I'm gonna give you a link, and here's a link. These are called the statistical projections of the bat. Here are all these columns, right? Most of them, you're not going to have to worry about because there's no props on them. And you go, okay, I want you to compare this column, the K column, to the K prop that you see on prize picks. And if it's a big difference, big enough difference, then pick that, pick the whatever, uh, the other side, that's it. That is it. Hayden Wisniewski, bat projection, 4.23. The over-under is five. The difference between the implied projection and the bad projection is 20%. So that's an under. Done. It's done for you. You know what I mean? I, mean I, could, I could go to other sports. I could, it doesn't matter. I already have an origination source. All I'm doing is comparing the origination source to the line. That's it. That's all it is. It's not complicated. I mean, there's there's, there's, there's literally no work for you to do other than clicking the buttons like I did before and putting Wisniewski and Castillo together. That's it. Oh, it's, right? Castillo, bat projection 6.8, fly projection 7.5, 10% difference, under. Give it to me. I have to pair it with something else. Let me pair it with another, the higher expected value one. It was nasty, under five. Okay, give it to me, done. Move on with your life. a Comedy, do you think over time you have to worry about price picks limiting action? Absolutely. I know plenty of people that are limited on price picks. I'm either under the radar or for whatever reason. Because I'm, I'm doing a lot of round rot. I do, because... Unlike a lot of people that I know that are limited, that what they would do in the Wesneski situation is that they would they're a hundred dollars, right? They go five hundred Wesneski Castillo, right? They do that, and you do that enough times, and you beat them, then they're going to be like, "Well, we're going to limit you to like a thousand dollars a day max in volume, and more no more than a hundred dollars on any any player." Me, I'm just doing, I'm 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 getting you know a couple, and I'm going. 50 60 and I'm some some days I'll have two three thousand dollars because I have like 10 different props but they're all round robin 30 50 80 20 you know all around so maybe I'm I'm just under the radar because individually my 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 cards don't uh, raise any red flags I mean I've already withdrawn plenty of money from prize picks I haven't been limited. I mean, I'm limited to like four. I'm limited, I think, uh, no more than 1,000 on a player and no more than 4,000 in a day. In a day in total, in total volume, which I I don't know if that's, is that a normal limit? I have no idea. But uh, JJ wanted to talk about the, the 3X and 5X process. So basically what I do. Okay. Is this okay? So here we go. So here are the bat projections. The car, I mean, I, we're just using this as an example, right? I always, right? So I'd look and I go, okay, what's the optimal lineup? 122.75. Okay. I'm going to build 20 lineups. Okay. So I'm just going to build 20, the 20 highest projected lineups, you know, just cash lineups, right? No, don't worry about stacks or nothing or just whatever. Right. So I'm gonna build the top 20. What's in the top? What players are in the top 20? Okay. And we see here Guerrero's in all 20, Luis Castillo's in all 20, Remember, Valdez is all 20, Lowe is in all 20. Okay. Now, what I will also do is I will get other projection sources from around the industry that I know other people look at. Right? Some either use them totally or they aggregate. So I will look at other, I will upload in this section projections from other places, right? And see what their top 20 looks like. So who's more likely to be like, you know, in their lineups? And the first thing I would do with those projections is go, well, if is, is, is Vlad Guerrero in all 20 of their lineups? How many lineups? 18 out of 20. Well, the bat has him in 20 out of 20. This other source has them in eighteen out of twenty. This other source has them at twelve out of twenty. It's like, most I'm gonna, I'm going to assume I'm going to see a lot of Vlad Guerrero in in cash games, and a lot of people put their cash lineup, the lineup that they play in head to heads and double ups, also into triple ups and quintuple ups, also into three mans and five mans They're playing the same lineup. So if I can predict what a lot of those lineups will look like and get paid three to five x when I beat. When I beat one of them, I probably beat most of them. I want to play a lineup. I don't want to play a lineup that projects 20 points lower, but I want to have be as less correlative with that lineup as po- with those lineups as possible. <coughs> while giving up the least amount of projection as possible. So who am I most likely going to be sharing points with? Vlad Guerrero. So 122.75. You see that here? So I'm going to take him out. And now I'm going to run the bat projections without Vlad. The projection goes down, 121.37. Okay, so you lose about, what, a half a point in projection? Point and a half, a little over a point and a half in projection. How about Brandon Lowe, if I get rid of him? I drop, yeah, I drop a point and a half or so in projection. Right? Dalton Varsho, and 16 out of 20 lineup. I get rid of him, I really don't drop that much at all. My 122.75 down to 121.98. So there you go. I'm getting, if Varsho is more likely to be in my opponent's lineups, I'm going to not play Varsho. I sacrifice a little bit in projection. So we have 122.75 is the optimal. How about if I get rid of Castillo, the pitchers? Typically you have a much bigger drop. No, not that much of a drop. Right, 121, about a point. (coughs) How about Valdez? A much bigger drop. Right, I could get different by not playing Valdez, but I'm also dropping three points in projection. If I'm going to drop a lot in projection, I don't mind it as a hitter, but not as a pitcher. So probably I'm going to play Valdez. But Castillo, I don't think I have to play. If a lot of my opponents are going to have Castillo, I don't mind dropping another So now I'm down to 120.76. With Scherzer and Valdez. I still got low and Guerrero. If I get rid of Guerrero. I'm down to 120.07. Okay, so that isn't that bad, right? I only dropped, what, like 0.7 in projection. And I'm getting rid of another player that's correlative with my opponent's lineups. So I'm down to 120.07. How about Brandon Lowe? Get rid of him. Well, that, that uh, I'm sacrificing almost two points in projection. So maybe I actually keep him. right and we take a look bobby witt if i find that bobby witt is going to be in a lot of my opponents lineups let's see i get rid of him 120 turns into 119.61 i'm fine with that (coughs) okay we got dozier in here who else is going to be popular obviously i'm just basing it on the bat projections here but i'd be looking at the RG projections, at the insert competitor side projection, insert other competitor side projection. It, I'd aggregate all the projections together and see what that what the top 20 lineups look like for that. So I'm looking, it's like how much projection? Because right now I'm giving up about what three points in projection. And I still got some, I still got some popular. I got okay. Let's see what happens. Low, it doesn't seem like low. I drop enough that right. If I drop this. Yeah, I, I drop enough that maybe I, it's, I can keep low, but get rid of two other players. So maybe Hunter Dozier, he's going to be in a bunch of lineups, right? Right, one eighteen point nine two. Okay, I don't mind that. Danny Jansen, Tyler O'Neill. Let's say if we get rid of Tyler O'Neill, you don't you don't you don't sacrifice that much at all. Okay, if I get rid of Danny Jansen. 117 okay that isn't that bad either right and there you go i mean like like i don't think i could get rid of low right i'm at 117.99 which is essentially what 4.75 points in projection difference if i get rid of low i mean i could i mean i could if i wanted to valdez 117.99. 117.99. If I get rid of Valdez, yeah, I drop way too much. Right. So there you go. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm probably going to share low with a lot of lineups and share Valdez with a lot of lineups. But it's Scherzer's going to be in less lineups because people will be playing Castillo. Right. I'm going to see low in a bunch of lineups. Okay. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Springer, not as many. Fran Reyes comes up enough. <clears throat> that maybe out of five opponents, maybe me and one other opponent have Reyes. But Lane Thomas, I'm probably the only one with Lane Thomas. I may be the only one with Matt Chapman and Luke Raley. People are playing Jansen and I'm playing Kirk. Right? So it's like I'm what players I'm I'm essentially kind of like maybe a 7v7 seven seven off of most of most of my opponents' lineups, and I've sacrificed four and a half points. points to do so. When I get paid three to five X, when I beat the lineups that kind of look the same. And there you go. I would choose to play this lineup. 117.99. 118. Now to reduce variance, I'm going to try to find another lineup around 118 that shares less with this lineup. Right, so I'm not as correlated. so maybe I am going to play Vlad Guerrero in the other lineup, but just with different other people. Right, so this is one seventeen. So I, I, maybe I'd save this lineup. Right, let's save that lineup. That would be lineup number one. So now I'm looking for another lineup around one eighteen. Right, this is one seventeen point nine nine. I probably can't fade Valdez alone, so I'm probably still playing Valdez in low, in the in the other lineup, and I'll go back and I'll start. I'll include everyone back again. Right. Everyone's back. Right. We get back to the optimal 122.75. Right. I'm now I'm going to take a look and go, okay, well, this is with Kirk and I'm playing, I had Kirk in the other lineup, right? We take a look at save lineups. So maybe I don't want to play Kirk in this lineup. Uh, Fran Reyes was popular, right? So maybe I'm not going to play Fran Mel Reyes. Do I want to put that much into Dwayne Thomas on the slate? Probably not. Luke Raley, maybe not. Right? These cheap hitters, right? I still got Vlad. Maybe I, maybe I fade Vlad also in this line. I got Winker, Varsho, O'Neal, Bobby Witt, Dozier. Right? I'm, I'm basically just excluding people until like, maybe I play a Castillo-Valdez lineup without Vlad. I got Tellas in there. Okay. I don't have Tellers in the other lineup. Varsho, Springer, O'Neal. Maybe I don't play Springer because it's in the other lineup. Right? I'm doing this for diversification purposes. This is only to reduce variance because I could pro- probably find a lineup at 118 that is also like a 6v6 off of other of the other lineups that also don't share as many players with the lineup that I currently have that I had before. Right. So I Yepes is in this lineup. Jansen, Yepes. Castillo Valdez, 120.59. We can go lower than this, right? We didn't have Alvarez, right, in the other. Maybe get rid of Witt again also, right? You got Dozier, Bichette. Do I have Bichette in this lineup? Yeah, maybe get rid of Bichette. What else is here? Right, you got Corey Seager in this lineup. Varsho, O'Neal. Maybe get rid of Varsho because, I mean, you're still, you're still trying to not be as correlative with your opponent's lineups. I'm going to get rid of Varsho. 118.75. I got Chapman in here. I have Chapman in the other lineup, so maybe let's see if I can find another third baseman. 118.63. Seager, Merrifield, O'Neal, Alvarez, Danny. Maybe I don't play Jansen either. Got another catcher in there. Sal Perez. 117.58. Tyler Walls, Dozier. Maybe let's put Jansen back in. You give up a lot of points in projection for Jansen, right? Yeah. Maybe get rid of Dozier. Let's see. Tell is low. Edmund, Sawinski, O'Neal, Alvarez. Yeah, this looks pretty good. Like, Take a look at this lineup. 118.19. It's still, I still need to play Valdez and Low because I dropped too much in projection for those. But now I'm I'm, I got Castillo in this lineup, and I got I got I mean I'm not sharing like anyone with the other lineup. I mean look, one eighteen point one nine. Yeah, some of these guys are going to be my opponents' lineups, but not all of them, right? O'Neill's going to be decently enough popular. Maybe I can get rid of O'Neill. One seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for something around one eighteen, which is similar to the other lineup. So here I would save this lineup. And there you go. Here's my two lineups. The only the only thing that shares the difference, even between the two lineups, is low and Valdix. and these would be the two lineups that I would play in three man's, five man's, triple ups. And dude, if you wanted to play a third lineup and just find one at the same, you know, one eighteen ish, maybe that one doesn't have O'Neill and has Springer in it. And does, I mean, just whatever. This, this is more to reduce variance. It's like this lineup is probably just as good as that lineup instead of having all my eggs in one bas- basket is that once you start sacrificing four or five points in projection, you can find so many combinations of players, right? Together. So there you go. That would be, I'm I'm showing literally what I do, right? I can also do a version of this in Excel. A lot of times for many slaves, the one that I, the, the manual way of doing it is actually quicker right so i could literally just do it this way i mean i'm like i if the slate started 12 minutes from now and these were the actual projections right we had the starting lineups in and everything umpire data's in and the weather data's changed and every you know whatever we're using the actual numbers this is something i'd be doing 10 minutes before lock like this is literally what i do this is literally there you go done if you don't want to use the bat projections, you whatever projection source of truth, you use the aggregate projection, whatever you want, whatever numbers you're using, just find lineups. Now, obviously, I'd, I'd have other projections in here because if I see, oh, Jack Sawinski is in this competitor's site and in every twi- all 20 lineups, like, I'm probably not going to play Jack Sawinski. Jack Sawinski would be p- part of the cutoff list. So you can see here, it's like I'm playing a lineup that's four points or so, four and a half points, lower projected, that like has none, like doesn't have like anyone, right? If we go back, right, we go back to include everyone, right? It doesn't have, it doesn't have, neither lineup has Guerrero or Dozier or Witt or Varjo in it. One has Reyes, but not with O'Neill, right? I don't think, neither have Dozier in it. Kirkson one, but not with, but not with Varcho, and not with Guerrero, and not with Castillo, right? There you go. You, 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 you can probably, you can probably make within a 117 to 118 point projection, 118 and a half point projection, you could probably make 50 different lineups that are, Six v sixes, five v fives, eight v eight, whatever, whatever it is. You can make certain lineups without Valdez. Just that in the vault in the non-Valdez lineups, you probably have to play block, right? Right. If you start getting rid of Valdez and Castillo, your projection once it gets down to one eighteen, you're just left with all the chalk batters. And from a macro perspective in MLB, because of you know pitcher distributions are much more normal than batter distributions. Like, if I'm going to share players with a lot of my opponents, it's probably going to be the ones that are normally distributed than the ones that are bimodally distributed. And if Vlad puts up two home runs, if he puts up 24 points, I mean, dude, I could even come back from that. I mean, like, I've, I've, it's not like I'm sharing so many, I'm not sharing that many players with everyone else. So it's, it almost feels like, like you got like six shots. At a ceiling. It's like you have you may have six players in your lineup in a five man that you're the only one with all six of those players. So it's like, oh, if one does bad, but the other one puts up, you know, twenty-two points, like it makes up for it because no one else has those points either. So even if Vlad puts up sixteen, I mean that okay. I could I could come back for that. Two home runs, a little tough for that. But if Vlad puts up zero and Witt puts up zero and Varsho puts up zero, it's like, dude, I got Dude, like every lineup that I'm competing against has all three players in it. It's like it makes it easy. anS Comedy asks, Do you consider ranges of outcomes at all in this process? Or do you rely solely on median? Uh when I when if I if I uh simulate in an excel, I could that would be I could use the full range of outcomes, but no, I just median. For cash contests, it's I mean you you're dealing with medians anyway when you're dealing with cash, right? GPPs, that's that's when it matters more. I'm using the medians just so I could play a high median. I want to play a high median lineup that shares the least amount of people with everyone else's high median lineups. Because they're, play- they're playing the high median. They're, they're using medians also to build their lineups. So I'm fine with that. Doug Montgomery asked, what about stacking It's not a GPP. The goal is to not increase the variance of your lineup. My goal in 3X to 5X contests, where my opponents will be playing similar lineups to one another, is just be combinatorically different from that lineup with as high of a projection as possible. That's it. Okay, about stacking, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant to me. These aren't progressive payout contests. I'm not looking to increase the variance of my lineup on purpose. Corai Jefferson, if you're 2025 20, max entry, how many pet pictures would you use? I'd use whatever pictures would fit in the lineups that are plus EV. I would suggest going back and uh, watching uh, DFS pregame shows. Or you can email your question at questions at theoryofdfs.com. Because the, there's no correct answer to that question. And I, as, I, as I, would, I, I would say in the past, the fact that you're asking a question that has an exact number that could be answered like that means that you're asking a stupid question. Anything else? What are we going to title this show? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know! Miscellaneous questions? <laughs> I mean, we talked about uh, pri- prize picks, prize picks, and triple up process. Maybe is that that I mean, those are the two main things we talked about, right? Prize picks, right? Prize picks or prop betting stuff, right? Comparing basically just comparing the numbers, the projections, the lines. Welcome to sports betting. That's what it is. Then when you're playing contests. Where you know that your opponents will be playing similar lineups, as discussed in the theory of daily fantasy sports, especially the advanced players course, about duplication and combinatorics, the more your opponents are duped, maybe not the full lineup, but combinations of players are duped that that negatively affects their EV. How do you take advantage of it by not having those combinations? The more and more they do parts of their lineup with each other, the more and more they're lowering their EV because they're reducing the relative value of their lineup because the points that they get are also being shared by multiple other people. Now, in double ups, in cat and cat and heads head to heads, where it's not where where. You don't get anything extra. You're just trying to beat one lineup. Like there's no there's there's no there's no negative effect. If you're playing if you're playing a a 10-man 50-50, the only time that you have a negative EV effect is if you're duplicating with more than half the contest with your full lineup. Outside of that, you'd want to play the highest median projected lineup. But in a contest that's a triple up that pays out of 10 pays the top 3, now they pay the top 3 the same amount. It's not 50 30 20 it's just you know 30 30 30 right the top three get paid the same amount duplicate now duplication hurts you if like if four people dupe the same lineup exactly like that's 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 a disaster right because now you can't even get a full 3x payout because you come in first you know second third and fourth are also the same lineup. the same thing happens if you come in third you're splitting third four ways right duplication once you get past that 50 50, right? That 1.8x, 1, 2x payout. Now duplication is hurting you more and more and more and more. And if your opponents have no problem because they're taking their lineups from head to heads, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm spending $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 worth of lineups, right? Worth of entries. And they're like, I'm taking this one lineup putting ten thousand dollars into it and i'm playing all these head-to-heads all these double ups all these triple ups all these can ups all these small field gbps all these whatever it's like they're not paying attention to your, to your five dollar three man your ten dollar three man or anything like that they're just they're just getting volume down they're just like they know they're seeding ev in these little spots but overall they're making enough raw money that the difference between a 3.4 percent roi and a 3.1 roi they're not gonna waste the time. They know they could. They go, okay, I gotta go and individually go through all these five bands and ten and three. They're not doing that. But you could just swipe in and go. I this is what I noticed from all these, you know, regs in the lobby. And go, okay, I'm just gonna swoop in and just you know, I I mean typically I'm I'm playing like 500 bucks a lineup with between but with both of these lineups, Five dollars each and based on my ev calculation like this should generate a 15 plus percent roi it should over the long run which is amazing which is great which is which is not as good as large field gpps but large field gpps the swings are ridiculous they're ridiculous so it's like this is i think this is an easier way for me to accomplish the same amount of raw money that and and have it not be swingy That by the end of the year, I've made 20 grand, 30 grand, and not have it be that I lost a lot and then until I won 50 grand in one contest, which is normally what I would do, right? That's typically what happens in the past. Now you lose 94% of slates until the couple let you win and you get 10 grand, 50 grand or something. And that pays for everything and then gets your profit. Then at the end of the year, you're up 30 grand. It's like, okay, that's nice. Yeah, but it's a lot of of, like two months of like just nothing but losing practically. Like if I could get to the same place by doing by finding this edge and doing this, why the hell not? Not as sexy, not as glamorous. But what do I care about sexy or glamorous? I care about making money. Okay, hit your, hit the thumbs up, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button on your way out the door. If you got any questions, email them in questions at theory of com, um, And I'll, obviously I'll be covering them next week. Right. I'll always email you back. Even if you're not watching the show or listening on the podcast feed or anything, like if I cover your topic that you, cause I have past ones because I try to bunch similar ones together. I will always email you back and say, Hey, cover this on today's show. So even if you, you didn't watch today, or whatever, Right, that we try to title them as as good as we can. So I mean, Maybe I answer your question uh, a week and a half from now, but you weren't tuned in. It's like I, I'll email you back and say, "Hey, dude, covered. Check out today's show. There, I covered your question." So email them questions at theoryofdfs.com. dot uh, com. We we do got NBA today. We remember tomorrow, MLB Grinders live Wednesday, MLB Grinders live Thursday. They're early slates. I will be on with Dean to To discuss the the actual slates, then Friday we'll we'll go over the UFC pay per view card, and uh, then okay, the show keeps on rolling, right? Because I'm here answering your questions, DFS questions, right? Not every, not not your life questions, not relationship advice or anything, but your DFS strategy questions. That's what I do here. Eleven o'clock Eastern, Monday through Friday, most Monday through Fridays. Not not to, remember, not tomorrow. And not Thursday, because we're preempted by Grinders Live. But normally, normally Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, on the DFS Free Game Show, on
0: rotogrinders.com.